Welcome back to Around the World. Stop belly dancing, Richard. That's yes, it's an awful lot of belly to dance. You know, I get my exercise off my waist before I start watching me. Uh-huh. It's a losing battle. I see. Well, well, speaking of belly dancing, we actually have our, our good friend Max uh, Hartshorn, and he is going to talk to us about. Where? Iran. I know. We can go nuclear. No, no, go nuclear. (laughs) Iran. I hope. Oh, Iran. Iran. I I say it because, like, it's, you know, everything's I these days. iPod, you know, iMac, Iran, you know, it's all. (laughs) I mean, don't tell me tourists are rushing to go to Iran. Well, they're not rushing, Richard, but give them a chance, (laughs) would you? Let's think about this country. This is a classic country that has been misunderstood. We listen to these, this, the, both of our presidents, their president and our president, go on and on, and the people don't care about what the presidents say. What the people care about is what's there to see, what's there to do, and are the people friendly? Well, the people are the friendliest people I've ever met, and I travel ten times a year all over the world. I swear I've never been anywhere where I was more welcomed, more appreciated, and more loved because I was an American. Really? The second thing is, what can you see? Persepolis alone is the most fantastic set of ruins you've ever seen. Shiraz, a city with the most beautiful bridges and architecture and classic poetry by Hafez and feeling of the, some of these mosques. And well, Max, you know we don't want to make we make note that the ruins are such great places because we don't want to you know get our government to try and create any more of them. Yeah. <laughs> but now, wasn't Persepolis? If I remember, when the Shah was in power, didn't he have that huge party? To celebrate, was it the 1,000th? Yes, that was at Persepolis. That was the biggest mistake he ever made, was having that lavish party while some of his people were feeling like, boy, you're wasting a lot of our money. It was a terrible turning point, and it led eventually, of course, to To his his downfall. downfall. Yes. But, But, you know, there's another piece of history there. I mean, this is a country that 30 years ago had a, uh, 40 years ago, what, 1979, had a major revolution. Most of the people in Iran are under 25, so most of them were never even alive during the Shah's time. These are people that grew up in a new culture, an Islamic republic. When you say most of the people, what percentage are you talking about? Uh, 75% are uh, under, under 25. 25. And yeah. So they grew up under the, um, the Ayatollah Khomeini, basically. Right, well, right. the Khomeini and then the subsequent Ayatollahs. Yeah. But what that means is that they grew up in a society that was an Islamic republic, and it's hard to really describe what that's like, only to say that every, there's billboards everywhere reminding you that you're in an Islamic republic. Everything that the government says has to be preceded with, in the name of God, and you get prayers and all sorts of things. You hear the mosques, you know, they hear the, the call from pray, to prayer. And that that's sort of um, an interesting kind of a twist because, you know, it's a, it's a religious government. But it's a wonderful place to visit. It, it really and is, you, you know, felt totally safe. I felt totally safe. I felt welcomed. I felt like people were, like, I had a name tag on because I was at a government event. I was invited by the government to, to, to trying to promote tourism there. So we had about 120 tour operators and about 10 journalists came along. And I had a name tag that said USA. And I had maybe 15 or 20 people during the trip come up to me and say, oh, you're American? That's great. Welcome to Iran. I mean, happy. You don't think they're trying Welcome. to just butter you up? Hey, that's great. Don't kill us. Kind no, of thing. you know, that, that, <laughs> you guys really, you got you to realize this is a, a country that's modern, that's full of tour operators and sites. It's very prosperous. They're not at all, you know, like we think of Iraq as being, you know, we bombed the hell out of them and they're doing terrible. But, you know, Iran is prosperous and full of, of people that want to do business and people that have tours coming in from France and from Italy. Um, oh. It's not a huge number. But so how do prices compare with, with other countries? Is, oh it, is it a God. good deal for the dollar it's now the that cheapest, we're improving? It's the cheapest place I've ever been. It really? is unbelievable. It what is, is the food like there? The food was 
that great? I tell you, it's not a culinary <laughs> destination, guys. You know, I, I go to France and Italy to eat. I go around to see museums and see beautiful monuments and beautiful minarets and mosques and right. bridges and, and friendly people. But the food and, and what about oh, visas? I mean, obviously you were going on a government-sponsored trip, so access was pretty good. But, I mean, do you, do you have to get a visa yeah, to, to go a, there? That, Is exactly. that a problem? That's one of the things that made this trip kind of historic because this we were able to get visas um, in five days and get them at the airport, which has really never been done. In 30 years since the revolution, they've never offered visas to journalists or to people like us, tour operators, that fast. So what it says to me is that the government of Iran is looking and thinking, okay, the price of oil is at $50 a barrel. It used to be at $150 a barrel. <laughs> yes. we're, we're losing our money here. We've got to think of a better way to generate revenue. And tourism, as you guys know, and we talk about this all the time, that's the business that people want to be in right now is tourism. And this is a country that has amazing natural resources, these beautiful sites and just the What about desert. the hotels? Are we talking monumental here? We're or? talking five-star hotels, really nice, nice amenities. Um, you know, you can't use credit cards, though, which is kind of funny. So I travel with these ridiculous bills. It's 10,000 real to the dollar. So oh, yeah. hey, <laughs> I'm hey, paying 300,000 real right. for dinner. Yeah, uh-huh. Funny, but you know, the, so you have to deal with a lot of cash. But I tell you, I, I cashed money, and I barely was able to spend it because it just things are so cheap. Taxis are a, you know a couple of bucks for taxis. Now, what about like, ATMs? Can you use an ATM? No, you can't because the sanctions. You can't use. They have no connections to the U.S. in terms of the ATMs or traveler traveler checks. Or you know, you can't use any plastic. And so, but it's but it's not illegal to obviously go there when no, we're no, talking no. about it like we are. So oh, no, with no, all no, the, you can go the sanctions. There. Yeah, and, you can go there, and you just have to get a visa. And it takes like a couple, maybe a month or two, maybe sometimes two months to get a visa. It costs one hundred twenty-five dollars for the visa. Um, but it, you know, the people, the tour operators, if you go and you reach a U.S., there's a tour operator out in California. Um, C. TC tours, I think, and so she has tours, and they can help you with the visa. But there's a little bit of a problem getting the visa. Uh-huh. And but you, at least with tours, you you pay most of it ahead of time, and so whatever you have in cash um, is just really basically spending money, which exactly. you're saying is yeah. actually very difficult to spend. And, and the, is there and an the amount that you're really allowed amazing. to bring? What what? Do, do they, is there a lot of uh, uh, an amount of money you're allowed to bring? No, there's no limitations about that. I mean, I just I didn't I brought maybe three hundred dollars with me for about an eight day trip. And you know, one of the things they do have is they have a wonderful bazaar. I mean, they have you go. It's just like in Morocco, but probably the people are friendlier. They don't hassle you as much. But you know, there's a bazaars full of things like spices. I bought. Um, you guys are cooks, so you could, I bought some saffron. For four dollars, uh-huh. I mean, saffron is ridiculously expensive. And you what know, about the carpets? rugs? You know, what about the famous Persian? Oh rugs? yeah, well, people were with me, were buying rugs, and one guy, get this, one guy bought a rug for two hundred and fifty dollars, and he gave him fifty, and he said, "Don't worry, just send me the rest." <laughs> What? That's really? the kind of trusting people that the Iranians are. Yeah, they now, just send me the rest. Now, with all the visits you made to various sites, was there anyone that particularly impressed you as being the most historic, the most memorable, uh, the most scenic? Um, I'd have to say that the city of um, Estefan, you know, Estefan is absolutely the most magnificent city, uh, just the whole city between the bridges. They have these bridges that they built maybe 400 years ago, like the most ornate, beautiful bridges. They have this tomb of Hafez where people go, actually in Shiraz. But in Estevan, they have this gigantic square. It's a mosque on one end, but it's just the, the biggest square you've ever seen. And this place wasn't named after the singer Gloria, was it? <laughs> no. This was, now uh, this you've is, become the biggest square. Absolutely. I mean, just some of the... Some of the um, Arch- architecture is just 
stunning. Um, really is. It, it's hard to describe. It's a bunch of history that we don't know. I mean, you know, most of us don't know about Darius and about Cyrus, you know, and about the great rulers and the great empire. The Persians had a giant empire 500 years ago. And, you know, they, this Persepolis is another thing. I mean, the, the, the ruins of Persepolis are world heritage sites and are just absolutely stunning. Some of these bas relief carvings that they show of the different nations that were under the control of Darius, and they have these just absolutely stunning representations of those cultures. Can you walk through without a guide? Or? Yeah, yeah, you can walk through with it, but the guides can, the guides are neat because they show you exactly like, you know, the significance of each thing, but yeah, right. you know, you don't, you can't go, you have to go there, I think most people go there with a tour operator, um, but the English is very widely spoken, people are really friendly, and you know, I think you, you know, in a couple of years you'll be able to do it on your own. Yeah, I think that, and the nice thing also is, if, of course, that the government um, appreciates what they have and realizes the the value, not only historically, but to, to tourism. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're starting to really realize that they've got to come around, make these visas, visas easier to get. They realize that there's a lot of money that they could be bringing in with tourism. And, you know, it's a real tourism. De- it could be a real tourism destination. And do they feel free to talk about governmental things? Oh, or- yeah. Yeah, they do. You know, and they talk about how difficult it is. A lot of the young women there really feel put out because they make them wear headscarves and they make them wear these three-quarter length uh, little outfits called mentos. They used to make them wear shadows, which are just these black robes, but now in the countryside you'll see the shadows. But everybody's required to cover their head. All the women are required to wear, wear headscarves. But the fun thing is, like, they keep pulling the headscarves back further and further, uh-huh. like, to kind of, like, just to challenge <laughs> like them a little bit. Test, like the testing the waters. Yeah. Exactly. And at one point, I took a trip out to the desert. And I hope you guys will have, I hope the listeners will take a look at the gonomad.com site, because I posted a story I'm very proud of. It's called A Day in the Desert. And it's about how when they get out to the desert, they start to take off their headscarves. They start to hold hands and maybe snuggle wow. with their boyfriends. They start to do things they're not allowed to do in the religious police. Well, Max, you know what? what? Tell them again the website because we're running out of time. And GoNomad.com and take a look. You'll see a couple of articles we published about the trip okay. to Iran. All right. Well, Max, uh, we ran out of time, but we love hearing from you, and it sounds fascinating. We hope to hear from you again soon. Okay. Thank All you very right. much. Thank we'll you. be Thanks, right Max. back Have with fun. Around the World. Bye-bye.